We are back. Shock therapy. Tyler Lawrence, Zach Alfers here. How we doing, Zach? How do you? How much fun did you have last night on our live stream? <laughs> I had so much fun on our live stream. I, I was telling you right before we hopped on. I woke up legit feeling like I ran a couple marathons. Because um, yeah, we hopped on there thinking it was going to be about an hour. We talked. I felt like for two and a half hours. Uh, yeah, it was a, a long, lot of fun with Bird Gang stream. and. And he has a, a a solid following of followers over there. Um, I loved how in- interactive they were, asking us questions throughout the whole thing. Uh, really engaging, great experience. I'd definitely do it again if if he'd have us. Yeah, that was an awesome experience. I've never been on a live stream like that before. I had my uh, uh, you know two minutes of fame when the uh, Say It Again <laughs> Network did the draft stream. Um, I forgot who we talked to. Who did we talk to? He was a, one of those draft experts. Oh, uh... Broncos guy, I'm blanking on his name. But uh, that was the only time I've ever been on a live stream, and it was again, it was my two minutes of fame. I got to talk about. I don't even remember which player I covered. Now that I'm thinking, it was a while <laughs> back. I think I got I think Jeremiah we, Wosu Kormoa is to the who Saints. I had to talk to. Yeah, to the Saints. Yeah. That was cool. But uh, thank you so much, Bird Gang, for having us on. Uh, if you guys get a chance to go listen, uh, it's on. It's on our podcast uh, Twitter handle. Um, uh, it was like a two-hour-long episode where we got to talk Chargers football for a whole two hours. I was kind of expecting to talk a little bit about the Eagles. Uh, we yeah, talked all Chargers. All there Chargers. was a little, a very, very little Eagle football sprinkled in there here and there. But, uh, yeah, dominant majority of the, the talking points were Chargers. Ben all Benjamin Albright was ben, the yeah. NFL analyst that we got to talk to on the State Again stream. Um, had to look up his name because he he was a lot of fun to talk to, and yeah, really thankful that he was able to join for that stream. I thought he really uh, really was the star there. So I'm doing a giveaway. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows yes. this. So Aaron Rodgers was giving away a million dollars in Bitcoin, some kind of cash app thing, and I said if I'm win. If I'm win, I'm hooking up all of the Bolt fam. I got $10, which <laughs> was cool, right? It was kind of cool Aaron Rodgers doing that. I know he's uh, going through some scrutiny right now with his COVID tests being yeah. fake or whatever. Uh, but, you know, since I don't have – I can't give $10 away to the entire Bolt fam. I decided to do a giveaway. I will be giving away a Hunter Henry signed jersey. Uh, yeah, he's part of the Patriots now, but it's still a piece of memorabilia. Uh, oh, all yeah. you got to do is come follow the LAC Shock Therapy Twitter handle. Uh, give it a retweet, the uh, the tweet about the Hunter Henry jersey. Uh, subscribe and rate our prop podcast. Uh, leave a review if you like. We're trying to get to 1,500 followers. I think we got up another like 30 or 40 today. Uh, right. Just something I wanted to kind of give back. I got This was my first piece of Chargers memorabilia, first piece of signed memorabilia. And uh, just making some room for some of the cooler items I have. You saw the Charlie Joyner signed jersey yesterday. I got a Justin Herbert signed jersey. Um, So I figured, you know what? Let's go ahead and give this away to a fan. Even if he's not on the Chargers anymore, he's still part of of the Chargers for, what, five seasons? Five seasons. We drafted him. He played very well with us. So I'm a huge Hunter Henry fan. Yeah, it sucks that he landed where he landed because I just despise that organization. Um, But I love the player. So cool piece of memorabilia for sure. And I'd jump all over it if uh, I had a chance at something like that. And it just takes a retweet and and five minutes of your time to submit a, uh, you know, um, a review. Uh, You know, you you can't get a cheaper jersey. Yeah, five No, you can't. (laughs) Well, let's get into this Patriots game. Let's get into this Uh, Patriots game. Uh, The Chargers lost to the New England Patriots 27-24. Overall, uh, the the Chargers' run defense actually played better. It doesn't look like it on the stat sheet. But Justin Jones was definitely a, a factor in this game. He's been gone since week one. We definitely missed his presence. And you could tell right away that the run defense was definitely upgraded uh, overall. I know we did let a, uh, I think it was like a 30-yard touchdown. Uh, it ended up coming on a hold, got called back. Jerry Tillery was in position to make the play, but he got held. It is what it is. Uh, the Chargers held the uh, Chiefs, or uh, the Chargers held the Patriots 
to 210 yards passing, 142 yards rushing. Uh, penalties are down. We had five. They had four. Uh, they got two turnovers on two Justin Herbert interceptions, both to our old charger, Adrian Phillips. Yeah. Uh, really, that, that final interception is what put this game away. The Chargers were up mm-hmm. on top. Uh, they were starting to drive a little bit. Uh, the Chargers offense kind of struggled. I think mainly the, the issues were around Justin Herbert. Uh, like I said, he he had those two interceptions. Uh, it just seemed like he wasn't able to ever really get in rhythm. I know he had like under like 160 yards passing coming into that final drive, which was not great. How do you think the Chargers played uh, this Sunday? Yeah, uh, just uninspired um, and just really just out of sync. Uh, I think it starts with Justin Herbert. You saw him just really miss some really easy throws. And then when he was able to get the outstanding throws that we are known to see from him, he'd hit his receivers in the hands right in the chest and we'd drop it. So it just, just so much disconnect. Um, There's no, yeah, all this team chemistry that we had those first five weeks, it's kind of seems to it have abandoned us the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I just see us not playing on the same page. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. There's flashes here and there, but we're not doing it together. And I think that was a big reason why we started so strong was we played as a whole team. Um, right now we're just playing a little disconnected and just uninspired football. It's so frustrating to watch because I just don't recognize this team these these past two weeks. I don't either. Uh, Justin Herbert seemed to be just off target more often than, than he was on target. Uh, maybe some of that was some of the pressure coming from the right side because Storm Norton was again was god awful. Uh, and I'm but, a little worried. I'm a little worried just because seeing him, you know, today on the injured or the uh, injury report with nursing his hand that he banged up against KC. I really wonder if that's a a, a major factor in these last couple of games because he looks off, right? He's not making the simple passes. Um, so maybe it has a little to do with his injured hand. Maybe we're not, uh, we haven't heard a lot about it, but maybe, you know, that's playing a factor here. Your top three offensive graded players, according to PFF, uh, Corey Lindsley, Josh Palmer, who we'll, we'll talk hmm. about Josh Palmer here in a sec. Cause I was pretty stoked about that. Josh Palmer had an 80.0 overall grade, mainly just to this monstrous moss I mean, of a catch that <clears throat> he, he gave us a chance to actually come back into the game. Uh, Michael Schofield was the uh, the third highest graded charger on offense. On defense, your top three guys was Linval Joseph, Nasir Adderley, and Aloe Gilman. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody did anything outstanding or spectacular. Uh, these are just, you know, PFF grades. Take them for what they are. Um Justin Jackson needs some speed, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, he just ran out of gas. I think uh, he had it. He just got I tired. He doesn't have the speed to, to stay out in front. Well, even honestly, honestly, he had it. He had the speed. He didn't have the stamina because he can't stay on the field for longer than a game um, to get that stamina that you need to finish off a seventy-five. Well, it would have been like an eighty-yard touchdown. He went, went down at like the five. So, yeah, just. He needs, to, he needs to be healthy so he can build up his stamina. It does not help his case that he left that game with yet another injury. Three carries, 79 yards, hamstring injury, and we <laughs> were regulated back down to Larry Roundtree, who was the only other activated back. This is my opinion why we should have four backs on the active roster at all times. You lose one, I mean, you you you're, you get down to two, right? Yeah. Uh, Austin Eckler is already dealing with some injuries himself. Mm-hmm. And then Larry, uh, Larry Roundtree hasn't really done anything spectacular. He's not getting a whole lot of opportunities. Uh, Justin Herbert was 18 of 35 for 223 yards, like I said. Um, Keenan Allen was the main target, six receptions, 77 yards. Uh, Austin Eckler catching passes out of the backfield, six for 60. Uh, Jared Cook was two for 25. Josh Palmer had his one target, one reception. And then Mike Williams, again, uh, non-existent. Uh, wasn't really targeted a whole lot. Uh, came down with just two receptions for 19 yards, and he's supposed to be um, he's supposed to be a little more involved in that, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, Derwin James again all over the field, 13 tackles, uh, seven solo, one tackle for loss, which was also like a, a really uh, big hit t- 
to, to come in and stop a, a game for a loss, essentially, is what he ended up doing. Kaiser White, again, all over the field. Right now, he's our second best defender on this team, in my opinion. Uh, he's just been absolutely amazing. I don't know how you don't offer him another contract coming up. He needs to come back for sure. Yeah. And then I already talked about the um, the emergence of Justin Jones. I wouldn't say an emergence. I'd say uh, reinforcement, right? That's yeah. that's our weak point on defense, and he's definitely helped shore that up. Uh, definitely at least an average player at that position, and you, you notice – the difference just having an average player on the defensive line there where is joey bosa that's the thing joey bosa's there joey bosa's balling well not we're not gonna say balling out he is getting so much attention right now because nobody else on that defensive line is garnering any attention any fear from the opposing offenses so we're they're essentially allowed to double team him and chip him into double teams, so triple teaming him. Um, nobody else on the other side of it, Chenna Nwosu, Fackrell, they're getting, they're generating pressure, but it's late into this, it's late into the quarterback's progression. Um, we're getting close, we're just not finishing plays, and it, it just Joey Bosa is just getting bottled up because nobody else on this defensive line is, is really making any plays. Bosa had one pressure the entire game. Yeah, uh, he probably had one of the, his worst games and I, I think teams are keying on him right they're they're definitely double and triple teaming him there's well, not and, a yeah. whole lot of pass rush coming from anywhere else we had nine total pressures we have one ask. sack by Jerry Tiller just one sack uh, most of them were just hurries they you know five hurries out of the nine total pressures so we're not getting a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback and that's something I really want to do against a rookie quarterback that's the type of that's how you that. generate those turnovers, right? And you, you let that rookie quarterback get a little antsy and, and start letting that ball go a little earlier than you wanted. Kind of the same situation that happened with Justin Herbert on the Jared Cook, no look around, right? Threw the ball yeah. before he was ready. Ended up being a pick six. Well, I mean, we, Mac, Mac Jones himself, I don't think played very well. 18 for 35 himself. The, the difference, he just didn't make the crucial mistakes that Herbert did. Right, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and that was they turned those two two interceptions to eleven points. It's a three point game, you know. That's the difference right there. He, Mac Jones didn't play particularly well. He just didn't make mistakes. That's ultimately what it came down to. This, you know, Keenan Allen said it himself. We beat ourselves, right? Like we, yeah. they didn't beat us. Like we we were better than them, and and you know, most phases of the game, it was the fact that. You know, the drop passes, it's the the two interceptions, you know, miscommunication on, on offense, which I think has been something that has been recurring from week to week to week. There's been a lot of miscommunication between the receivers, the quarterback, the offensive line, right? I guess I kind of expected this knowing that, you know, we, we're bringing a whole new system on offense to the Chargers. Uh, maybe, you know, that's the biggest issue looking at it is, there's too much miscommunication. Guys not getting set on time, and it's drawing penalties. Um, you know, you're. I think it's going to take some time to install. Uh, I think that this is a super cal- Super Bowl caliber team not playing up to a Super Bowl caliber level. It's, that's that's what it is. We we have the pieces in place. We're just not in sync. You know, the way that teams are typically getting at this point in the year. Well, and, and it's so frustrating to see these last two weeks because we w- we did have that chemistry the first five weeks, right? We were getting goosebumps on this pod talking about it, this 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 energy surrounding this team, that electrifying energy. That it has abandoned us the past two weeks. We do not look like the same football team. We are playing uninspired football. We're playing mistake full, a bunch of mistakes, and we're beating ourselves. Um, the Ravens outplayed us, but this last game, there's no way we should have lost to the Patriots. We have just so much talent at every single level uh, compared to them. We, yeah, uh, Keenan's right. We definitely beat ourselves. And it's just so frustrating, losses like that. It's coming off of our worst loss of the of the year. So, I don't know. I, I really want to see us rebound um, because these past two weeks have been brutal to watch. Well, the schedule gets much, much easier from here on out. Uh, we Thank play you. play the Eagles.
Eagles next, and then we go over to the Vikings who are struggling. The Steelers are struggling. The Broncos are struggling. I think the Bengals is really the next like matchup I'm looking at that should be a pretty good That's matchup. That's going to be a good game, yeah. And we play them in Cincinnati. And then you got the Giants, which are terrible. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, we don't even know. They're, they're, I have no idea what to make of the Chiefs right now. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> leads the league in interceptions, which is insane to think about. Then you go to the Texans, back to the Broncos, and then end with, you know, interestingly enough, that, that final game of the season might actually end up being, you know, a, a playoff implication type game against the Raiders. By the way, you know, this Henry Ruggs, that, that situation just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Not only was he doing, like, for start off, right? Drinking and driving, getting a DUI, twice the legal limit. Then, you know, things are coming out about it, right? Over 150 miles per hour? Insane. What? Kills a lady and her Pomeranian. Has a loaded gun in the car. This dude, no, I have no respect for him right now. Like, just... It seems like the story just keeps getting worse and worse and worse the more they come out. Good good on the Raiders for releasing him. Uh, he's not going to be playing. I don't think he's, I mean, manslaughter, that's like at least eight years, right? Well, yeah. And, and yeah, you got to get, you got to cut ties with him. The NFL has done such a bad job um, just in my lifetime of dealing with people with off the field issues. Um, it, it seems like if you're talented enough, they're going to find a way to bring you back. Henry Ruggs is a talented football player. I'll give him that. I don't think he deserves. He does not deserve to make a million dollars playing a game when there's so many other great stories, like the Josh Jacobs going from sleeping in the car. You know, you got so many other stories and so many other people waiting in the ranks. I, I think you give a, another guy a shot. Um, he wasted his shot, and it, it is just so tragic. I don't think he's going to be out of prison long enough, like early enough to ever get a chance to play again. Like his career well, is over and done i mean the the charges are just going to start stacking up you're going to get the dui charge you're going to get the manslaughter charge you're going to get the gun charge i mean he's going away for a long time well yeah and you think you think so um but it's something about talent you know athletes with money kind of just kind of slip through so hopefully he gets the the you know punishment um i just so tragic it should be it fair. Is. I just, I just, you know, my heart goes out to that family. It's just so tragic. Um, you never want to hear something like that. I, I terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. The Chargers will be traveling to uh, Philadelphia to go play at Lincoln Financial Field. You can watch the game on CBS this Sunday at four oh five Eastern Time, one p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, it's going to be on the CBS app as well. The Chargers are favored, but not heavily, just minus one and a half. Uh, well, oh, that's it. it. That's it. That's what the odds are right now, which is a little interesting Ooh, to me. That is but tight. That is really tight. Going over the injury report, uh, Wednesday, Michael Davis did not practice. Aloy mm. Gilman with an ankle injury did not practice. Uh, Justin Jackson did not practice. And Asante Samuel Jr. did not practice. Asante's got a concussion. He's staying in the last game. Uh, Justin Jackson's just a little soft, I guess. I don't know what else to make of that. The guy's been struggling through injuries his entire career, and they're all soft tissue injuries. Uh, Michael uh, Davis had the hamstring injury. He only played, I want to say, like the first quarter before he ended up getting yanked. I I Uh, think it was early in the second, but, yeah, it was definitely first half. And then – you know, we're, we're really light at cornerback right now. Um, mm-hmm. Davis, Asante Samuel, Chris Harris Jr. was not playing it, uh, uh, that well at all. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of um, uh, Tevin Campbell. He's going to have to pick up the slack. Uh, you're also going to see uh, Ryan Smith, who's that, you know, CB number five, I guess, is kind of yeah. what he is on the depth chart. Trey Marshall, maybe we're going to be calling up some guys. I don't really know what we're going to do at corner because right now I feel like it's it was a strength on our team going into the season. Uh, you know, the concussion, Sante will be back, you know, probably next week, more than likely. 
you know, who knows how how this injury is to Michael Davis, something that we have to continue to monitor. But right now, uh, depth is starting to be stretched out a little bit. So we'll have to go and see what ends up coming of that. As far as full practices, Austin Enkler, who's dealing with that hip injury, he played the entire game, basically. Uh, didn't seem to face him on, on that uh, that you know, um, that scrum into the end zone. What yeah, that was such beast. a rugby play. I, what a beast I love that. that. And to keep his, yeah. Well, and you could tell, I, I thought he had a couple other runs where he just kind of got tripped up where I think a healthy Eckler could have busted it for another 15, 20 yards. But the fact that he just keeps going and then the just the mentality of the rest of the offensive line jump on that pile. And then you even see Herbert on there. He's getting involved. I, I love that. And that aggressiveness kind of just abandoned us towards the second half of the game. They came out after the halftime and made some great adjustments. Uh, we, on the other hand, did not. Uh, Drew Tranquil was a full participant. And then uh, Justin Herbert popped up on the injury report. Limited practice, right hand. I don't think it's too serious. He played through the game. I think that they're just letting his hand heal a little bit. I'm assuming he didn't throw any passes. Uh, Eagles beat up J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. <laughs> I talked about him last night. Uh, he did not practice. I don't think that's important at all. <laughs> How do you feel about him? I thought he's a he's, he should be a pretty uh, key factor for them going into this weekend, don't you think? Maybe in the run game, that's about it. They need to move him to tight end because that's all he is. Uh, he is a run-blocking tight end playing wide receiver out of position. He was a second-round pick a few seasons ago, and he's been god-awful for a team that has struggled so much at wide receiver. The guy was a high draft pick, and he has not. He's, he's at the bottom of their depth chart every single season. I don't know why he's still on their team. Sean Bradley, their linebacker, uh, is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was a limited participant. Uh, Fletcher Cox did not practice. It's listed as a rest and knee. Um, take that for whatever you want to take that as. Javon Hargrave, uh, he did not practice as well. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, Lane Johnson was rested. Jason Kelsey was rested. Uh, Jalen Raygard did not practice. He had an ankle injury. And they got a couple... Uh, of other players who were limited participants, nothing really of note. Uh, so I feel like overall the, the, you know, the injury report is pretty evenly matched on both sides. So we'll see what comes of that. I'm looking more at the interior defensive line, maybe being a little banged up because it's a good, good defensive line. Good, but and, a lot of, a lot of age, a lot of mileage on those legs. Yeah. Fletcher Cox has been in the NFL for quite some time. Uh, Javon Hargrave is their other left tackle. Uh, then they got Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett off the edge. Ryan Kerrigan is going to be um, splitting them, giving them rest. That's a pretty good depth piece, in my opinion. So I think that's going to be one of the keys to this game is uh, how do, do we line up against this pretty good above-average defensive line, especially when we have injuries on the right side. Yeah. And they have not been playing very well, especially in pass protection. I, I'm really so the last couple of weeks, I think both the Ravens and the Pats, I thought they did a really good job of hiding their coverage pre snap and generating pressure from multiple different levels. And I think when Herbert is allowed to dissect a defense and his first option is open, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. But these past two weeks, you've seen two defenses really take him out of his comfort zone. They've taken away that first read, um, and it, he, he struggled when forced to move on to the second and third options. It's weird to see because after his hot start, these last two games have been awful, and that's why I kind of think maybe it is something to do with the, the hand and the added pressure because he just doesn't look like the same Justin Herbert we know. Through those two games, a total QBR of 16 against the Ravens and the Patriots, the worst uh, Mark in the NFL over that span. He's thrown only three touchdowns and three interceptions the last two games. He threw three touch or three interceptions his first five weeks total. So he's definitely slumping. We need him to shake this off because we we go as far as Justin Herbert can take us. Um, I, I need him to snap out of this slump. 
I, I'm really curious to see what kind, what version of Justin Herbert we're going to get. I think you go up against this Eagles team. This looks like the team to have a bounce back performance against. They are not the Ravens. They're not even the Patriots, in my opinion. We need a big performance from Herbert. Uh, I think that gets the ball rolling with us. That 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 helps right all of these wrongs right now that we're seeing. I think it's ultimately what it comes out in is like you said, like he's been dynamite hitting his first read, and when it's not there is where he's been struggling. And I think it's because you don't have the pass protection coming from Michael Schofield and Storm Norton. They have not played very well. I know Michael Schofield has only been on the roster for like two or three weeks, uh, but ultimately he doesn't have time to move on to his next read, right? He's yeah. you know trying to extend the play if he's able to. Uh, he's been taking some more sacks, some more hits recently than he was in the first couple of weeks. We I think heat. all of our issues really, they, they they key in on our right guard and right tackle. I think that's the biggest weakness to this offense. I don't think it's talent. I don't think it's play calling. I 100% think it's the the pressure coming in from the that right side. Storm Norton has not played very well. I don't know when Brian Belaga is coming back. I think that's going to be a massive, massive upgrade, and you're going to see the trajectory of this offense start to take off if he's able to come back this season. He's still on injured reserve. I, I think that we're just giving him some time to rest, but that back injury has been something that's been, you know, bullying Bulaga for, you know, a couple seasons now. Even, you know, going back to Green Bay, he was playing through it, and it just seems like it's it's getting worse and worse and worse, and we need him back. He's he's a desperate need for the Chargers offense right now. I think, you know, Michael Schofield fitting in between Corey Lindsley and Brian Bulaga, you know, that's not going to look quite as bad. But it looks extremely bad when Storm Norton's playing next to him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the, the Phillies' uh, pass rush, they can generate pressure, no problem. And I think... You go one-on-one matchups on the left side, that is a long day for you. So I, I think they're going to overload the right side a lot, and I think that's where all the pressure is going to be coming from. That's where it's been coming from. Uh, we, we need the MVP caliber quarterback that we saw from Justin Herbert the first couple of weeks. Um, this unrecognizable, easily rattled Justin Herbert we've seen the last couple of weeks, that is not going to get it done for us. And I, I think to... the. the Yes, the right side of the line is struggling. I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. I think the biggest rebuttal to that is getting a hot day from Justin Herbert because I think the biggest weakness outside of our offensive struggles is really this run defense. I have a lot more faith than Justin Herbert bouncing back and having a better game than I do um, us figuring out this run defense. I I just That's kind of my feeling right now at this point in the season. So I think... Our weakness on offense, you can turn into a strength using the screen game. And we, you know, we had talked about making that a a major, you know, emphasis coming out of the bye week. We did not run very many screens. And Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler, they really, really excelled at screens last season. We haven't been running very many of them. And those are, those are gimme plays. I mean, it seems like those always are are chunk plays. So let's let them bring that pressure and, and throw it, you know, right behind them, right over them, and let's get some screens out of it. Uh, I think that's I think that's a way you can help, you know, mediate yeah. some of that pressure, especially coming off that right side when you're running screens off of it. Uh, I, I think you're absolutely right, and it kind of leads me into the offensive matchup that I'm looking at um, coming into this weekend. When Mike Williams is featured in this offense. This offense has been very, very productive, super efficient with scoring at ease, extremely explosive. The last two weeks, our offense has been lacking a little bit. And I think a big part of that is this connection between Herbert and Mike Dubb it's kind of been a little disconnected. Uh, Williams, he has 10 targets through these past two games, but only four catches for 46 yards. Unimpressive numbers to say the very least. The Eagles, back to your point, I, I want to get some little screen passes going because the Eagles, they allow the highest completion percentage in the entire league. They don't give up a lot of passing yards per game. And they're the, one of the best teams though, to um, when it comes to yards per catch to me, that tells me there's a lot of catches to be had in the short intermediate area. And so I'm expecting a big day for one from Austin Eckler, but I really want to see a lot more, um, 
big Mike Williams boxing out these smaller DBs. And my game busting prediction is that and hopefully will lead to a Chargers victory. I want to see Williams catching a bunch of short routes on like hooks or slants. Eventually, I think he's going to break a tackle, bust it for a big run. Um, I think the Eagles secondary, it's good. But outside of Darius Slay, they don't have the household names. Um, they're a very good bunch, but I, I think it will be an easy day for the Chargers offense as a unit if we can take what they give us. And it, it is shown by those numbers. They give up stuff in front of them. They rally to the ball very well, but I think if a big guy like Mike Williams could break off one of those tackles and bust it for a big run, I think that'll be a, a big difference in this game. I, I like it. Uh, I actually have two different offensive matchups. Number one, Alex Singleton has been god-awful in coverage as a linebacker. He has not played very well. I think he's allowed like 40 or 45 like targets go for receptions. That's, that's insane. So that's that like is a, awful. <laughs> that is a, a guy that I'm definitely going to be targeting early and often. But the matchup I want to watch specifically is I want to see the rematch between Keenan Allen and Darius Slay that we got mm. when the Chargers played the Lions a few seasons ago. That was one of the, the most fun matchups to continue to watch that. that I mean, throughout that whole 2019 season, that it seemed like it was everywhere, right? That matchup between Slay, who's been a dominant man coverage type of corner. Uh, I don't know if they're going to line him up there in front of him as, as much as they did. You know, the Lions did. Yeah. It's a totally different coaching staff. But if they do, I'm definitely keen on that because that's going to be a fun battle right off the bat. Uh, best route, one of the best route runners, one of the best man coverage corners. They they gave us some fireworks. We ended up losing that game, uh, but they gave us some fireworks. So I well, they, I really want to see that. That that matchup is just you know heavyweight championship fight right there. Um, I and I want to say I know we Slay had an interception to close that game. But I want to say he had two interceptions in that game. I think game. he had not... two interceptions in that game. I think Keenan Allen, you know, he ate. I think he had he like did. 90 yards but and, and a touchdown. But, yeah. I mean, the, the, the you... game-winning interception was made by Slay. So who got the final laugh, right? Who got the W? He got the final laugh, and then it was – I remember that game, like, eventually – we should have stopped going away from him because it, it's just like one of those, you know, laws of averages things. We're winning this battle right now. He's a very good corner. Just take take that win and let's go somewhere else. We kept forcing it, and uh, Slay made the play at the end. Then so kind of Rivers, that was the that was the season he went for, for you know twenty interceptions or something like that. And he threw up Real the winner into double coverage, and Slay came down with it. Yeah, I love that man. That was probably my most one of my most frustrating seasons to, to experience as a fan over on the Eagles offense. Uh, Jalen Hurst has been pay- playing fairly well. I think he's kind of been the best of the bunch that was drafted in that class. Even, yeah. you know, Justin Herbert has been playing not very well these last couple of weeks and Hurst has been pretty consistent. He's, he's kind of right in the middle of the pack, right around 15th uh, in terms of yards, in terms of touchdowns. He's got a good touchdown interception ratio right now. Uh, so I'm looking to see what Jalen Hurst is able to do. I don't think they have a real true wide receiver one. Devontae Smith is nice. I like Jalen Rager coming out of uh, TCU. Uh, we got to talk about them a little bit. The Eagles guy that we were on the podcast with last night, he said it's Quez Watkins you, you got to watch out for. So yeah. they have some decent, you know, top three wide receivers. They don't have a true dog. Uh, I think that's kind of what they're missing on offense. Uh, Miles Sanders is on IR. I was really expecting to see Kenneth Gainwell to kind of take over that role. He was, I know. You know, he was a stud, but it's been all Boston Scott and Jordan Howard who made you know at least a one game resurgence last last week. That the Eagles seem to be going more run heavy, um, and you know it kind of makes sense because they have a lot of backs there that are deserving of carries. Miles Sanders, yeah. I hate how they're using Miles Sanders. I know we're not playing them, so I'm not going to talk to him too much, but. I've been really high on Miles Sanders for a few seasons, and my fantasy teams have been destroyed because <laughs> of it. Yeah, he's well, and they even without Miles Sanders in there, they had a great day running the football against the Lions. Um, and I think for the Chargers, that I think is going to be a key for us moving forward throughout the rest of the season. 
every week we need to spend lots of time game planning to stop the run against the Patriots. Staley, I saw him do a lot of different things. We had it. We ran a six man defensive front. Uh, I want to say three or four different times. We're trying things. So I, I like the creativity. It's just not working really. In my opinion, we do get a tackle for loss here and there, but I feel like for every positive play we have in the run game we're giving up two or three or four big plays on the on the other side and it's allowing teams to just control the time of possession and it's keeping the ball out of herbert's hands he's not allowed to get into a rhythm the the, the eagles i know it's the lions but they just beat them down and even with no miles sanders in their lineup rushed for 236 yards over five yards per carry Activated Jordan Howard off the practice squad, like you mentioned. He scored twice in that game. Boston Scott, he's small, but he runs aggressive. He is hard to tackle. Rookie game or uh, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, I think, has flashed some brilliance, but they don't use him very well. Um, I don't really expect to see much Gainwell. I really think the most lethal runner of the bunch is probably Jalen Hurst. You know, seventy-one rushing yards against the Lions. Um, he can hurt you with his legs. So I really don't think it takes a whole lot of thinking. You know, our run defense is the worst in the league. Our pass defense, one of the best. So to me, the solution, improve the league's worst run defense. I, I think the solution in theory, very, very simple. Implementing that has been a very pro- a big problem for us. So, I, yeah, I need to see some better run defense coming Sunday because – The Eagles, they're coming off a huge day on the ground, and it seems like they're trying to transition into being a ground-dominant team. Jalen Hurts only threw the ball 14 times against the Lions. So that kind of tell you, uh, uh, I think, what their their game plan should be coming into this weekend. Well, it'll be. I think it's going to depend on how healthy our corners are, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we've been really, really good against the pass with our starting, you know, caliber you know, secondary that's been out there. But if we're missing two of those guys, that's, you know, something to be concerned with. Now, I'm not overly impressed with Devontae Smith. As a rookie, I think he's playing very well. Jalen Rhaegar, I think he's super fast. I love the heart that he plays with. When I think of, of Jalen Rhaegar, I think of, like, there's an interception in college that comes to my brain where he was, like, you know, 15 yards, 20 yards away from, you know, the defender who uh, ended up re- – um, intercepting the ball and I saw the heart that he had to go and catch him from behind he's a hard you know working player kind of a nitty-gritty guy small guy uh but mm-hmm. as a as a true wide receiver I I'm not really too afraid of any of those guys I know that they're the Eagles offensive line isn't anything near what it used to be I mean Brandon Brooks has his second ACL sp- uh, tear in two seasons uh, Lane Johnson has been a very sturdy rock on the edge off the right side. But when was the last time, you know, he was like really, really like dominant? It was the Super Bowl where, he, you know, he was wearing the, the underdog hat, right? Um, you know, Jason Kelsey is also another one of those really old players. I think that they have a pretty decent offensive line, but I don't think it's anything special. I, I just call it kind of average. Uh, I think even an average offensive line running the ball against us, they're, they're going to, they're going to win that matchup until we prove otherwise. Right. Yeah. I mean, Derwin James has been our top run defender as a safety, right? He's credited with 18 stops as a safety. The next closest Kaiser white. And then you got Linval Joseph, you know? So it's like, you know, why, why is our safety? And that's our defense right now. It's those three guys. Joey Bosa has been erased. Um, he's trying. So I don't want to say he's. They're running away from him too. They run know, away like, from him. Yeah. They, well, and they're playing. They're, they're game planning for him extremely well. Uh, but those three guys, really, it, it's been it's been that on our defense. And that's it. Um, just consistent wise. Those guys are consistently making plays. Everybody else, they flash here and there. Uh, but they're just not. Com- they're not putting four full downs together and that's why we can't get off the field on defense christian covington and jerry tillery have started every single game this season they have nine stops and eight stops we've played eight games that's one stop a game that is god awful for a guy that's playing in the trenches and for how big and how just scary looking covington is uh his 
his game on the field is, you know, puppy soft. I consistently see him pushed back and blown up on tape. He's too big and too strong looking. I don't even want to say he's strong because he looks strong. I don't know how much he benches or what he squats. He looks very strong. He's getting bullied off the line by much less uh, impressive physical specimens. Uh, He's just getting dogged out there. I think one of the keys I have to this game, uh, I think Dallas Goddard is their best player. I think he's a legit tight end one. He's consistent for sure. He's consistent. He blocks. He catches. He does a little bit of everything. I think he's their best, at least skill position on offense. Um, I I think we need to take him away to win this game. I think we're going to have to just give up the yards. We just know that it's coming. They're going to run the ball on the ground. Uh, I'm going to, if I'm focusing on one player I want to take out of the game, it's going to be Dallas Goddard. Well, yeah, I'm with you there. I think easily you look down the list. I think Miles Sanders kind of gives you, give you a little run for the money, but yeah, Dallas. He's not playing. He's not playing. Dallas is the vet. He's anytime they need a big play on the passing game, they're going through Goddard and he could block. He's he's a good player. I, I definitely think, um, you know, their, their offense is definitely going to look to revolve around him. Jalen Hurts isn't going to beat you by himself. Jordan Howard, he just got activated off the practice squad. I don't think he beats us by himself. It's going to be, it's going to be more than one or two pieces. Um, if you could take their best player away, I think that really, really helps our chances. What do you think our final score of this game is going to be? Well, I don't know if we should even do a final score because. We have just been so dead wrong the past two weeks. Um, I'm going to go for yesterday. I kind of went low scoring. I think we win this game. Like I've been saying, if we can get up heavy, force teams away from the run game. Um, So I'm going to go big game. 35, 28 chargers. I don't think this is a game that should be a one-score game. I think on paper, we should demolish this team. We should. We should absolutely demolish this team. We have a a better player at just about every single skill position. That's true. Um, You know, our secondary outside of Darius Slay, we we should be better than them, right? This should be a uh, a 28-14, a 28-10 game. That's what it should be. Now, are we going to be able to stop Jalen Hurts from getting outside the pocket? He's their leading rusher right now, by the way. Yeah. That's going to be key, keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket, make him beat you with his arm. Young, basically a rookie quarterback. You know, he's played less than 17 games. Yeah. Um, I think I think we should beat this team down. Maybe maybe 28-17, right? But this should well, be – this. And, and I'm not saying that it's going to be a blowout. That's what it should be. Now, likely, in all, in all likelihood, it's going to be a, a 20-24 game. It's going to be a dogfight, yeah, um, which I don't, I don't want. I want to be able to put a team away. We, we've, we haven't had one of those. It, it's been all nail-biting, close games, minus the Ravens game where we got beat up. Um, the Patriots game, I think, was a lot. Was, it, it, did, it wasn't as close as, it, as the score seems. Um, we haven't recovered an onside kick since 2011. So when I heard that, I was like, we're not getting this. And then it goes into the hands of Hunter Henry. Like, of course, like that. Yeah. Good teams I, blow out bad teams. That's what it comes down to. Good teams we, and blow we're out due. bad teams. We're so due. These past three weeks have sucked. Like, let's just say it. The Ravens game still hurts. The bye week was the longest bye week, I feel like. I've I've remembered, and this past week we were so ready to get our first win against the Patriots since 2008. We still have not beat the Patriots in 2008. That kills me because I think this is this game is a turning Jones. point. I think this and, game is a turning point. You know that. And so think, this yeah. game here is going to point the trajectory trajectory of the rest of the season. If we don't win this game, we're not making playoffs. We're just not going to do it. This is going to be one of those games where if we don't get some momentum going into these, this really, it's it's a weak schedule we're we're yeah. going up against. We're going to finish eight and nine, nine and eight, maybe scratch in, 
But this is one of those games where you need to build that momentum, and this is going to tell us what who are the Chargers in 2021. Definitely. I think with the talent that we have on this roster, from what we've seen so far, anything under 11 wins is going to be a major, major disappointment. And I agree. It, it starts today. We were on a sinking ship right now. We need to write this thing sooner rather than later. What better team to do that in against the Eagles? I didn't want to say it. Uh, last night, I, I think the Eagles are better than their two and four record, but they are one of the worst teams that we have faced this season. There's no excuses anymore. It, all the excuses need to be thrown out of the door. I can't. I need to see some adjustments. Um, this is the third best team in their division. Yeah. This is the third best team in their in division. the NFC least. Yeah, not worried about the Eagles. They should be respected because they are an NFL football team. Any given Sunday, that is real. Everybody has a chance any given Sunday. But you got to take care of business. We are better. We should win this game uh, on paper 100 times out of 100 times. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to get back on, you know, the highs that we were riding through the first couple of weeks. These last couple of games have been so frustrating to watch. We, we I mean, need... just look at this, right? Like quarterback, right? Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. You're going to take Justin Herbert. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. Are any of those guys better than Austin Eckler? Absolutely not. Is Devontae Smith better than our top two wide receivers? No, I'll give them Dallas Goddard. I'll give them Lane Johnson. Uh, I think we have a better center. Uh, we have a better left tackle. Uh, we have a better left guard. Jack Driscoll, to be honest, I, I barely knew who this guy is, but our right side of our offensive line has been god-awful. Josh Sweat, is he better than Joey Bosa? No. No. I'll give them their their interior defensive line. You know, I'll even give them Derek Barnett just because I want to give them one, right? (laughs) Better than Uchenna Nwosu. I think that's kind of a wash, in all honesty. Linebackers, absolutely better. All three, four. Davian Taylor, Bernard Avery, TJ Edwards, Alex Singleton. Our four are better than their four. You know, look at corner. I'll give them Slay. Slay's a legit. Steven Nelson, actually not really bad. I was kind of surprised that Steven Nelson was on the Eagles. But I I, I don't necessarily think that Steven Nelson is better than than Michael Davis, right? I feel like that's kind no. of a wash. Kind of a wash. You know, Derwin James, that's all you have to say. Anthony Harris, I think he's a quality player. I also think Chen Nwosu is a quality player. So it is what it is. We also we just upgraded our kicker. We upgraded our our punt returner you know i i think that we are a better team at you know 25 of the top you know yeah oh, no, i i think oh let me put it like this i would say out of 22 starters where we have like 15 better that's fair and that's significant that's yeah. significant that should be a blowout did you give a score prediction yeah, i think i said something like 28 17 28, oh, right. something like that so it is what it is we have a we have a better team we have a better coach we have a better offensive coordinator we are a better and team i think and that if we lose this big. game we're gonna lose we're not making playoffs this is one of those games like you can't lose this game no well, if we lose this game, we have no business making the playoffs. Regardless no. if we, we can figure out a way to do it, we just have no business. And, yeah, like you said, good teams beat the teams that they're supposed to. We are supposed to run the field with this team in their own building. I want to see that. This should be a fun uh, game to watch. Like, like It should be one of those things where it should I'm be hoping. a no-biter. It should just be, like, me stupid drunk yelling at my TV. That's what I want. I don't yeah. want to be drenched in sweat at th- by 3 p.m. in the afternoon, right? Sundays are my day to relax. So, <laughs> Chargers, give me something to be proud of. I've been <laughs> struggling as a fan to support. I'm going to keep supporting, but it, it just it hurts these last couple of losses because it, it, they're we're just making uncharacteristic mistakes. Um, like I was saying before, I don't recognize this team right now. I want us to get back to playing the Los Angeles Charger football that we saw at the beginning of the, the year that got us so excited. All right, so let's gain some momentum. Let's heading in into this back let's half of the season. And this is this is a four game 
game win streak that we're about to go on. And my, Let's go. That's I like my it. Thought. That's my favorite number. That's my favorite number and mine as well. Well, tomorrow's the fourth too. So may the fourth be with us. Let's go. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, give us a retweet if you want this uh, Hunter Henry signed jersey that I'll be giving out. Oh, I think man. I'm going to give it out around 1,000 followers. We're like 200 away. Don't got a lot, long ways to go. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. underwear makes the most comfortable boxer briefs i've ever worn if you're sick of boxers that are too loose or briefs that are too tight sheath is for you the most comfortable boxer briefs you'll ever put on your body you see their stretchy fabric is made out of a moisture wicking technology they're super soft keep everything cool and comfortable and right in place sheath is particularly useful for staying cool while working out now the most unique thing about sheath underwear is that they have these dual pouches that keep your man parts separated which prevents things from sticking together keeps them right where they need to be they'll be the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs you've ever won in your life plus they have brand new materials like bamboo and mesh for even more cooling comfort go to sheathunderwear.com and get the most comfortable underwear you've ever worn and if you use promo code iheart you'll also get 20 percent off your order that's sheathunderwear.com Promo code IHEART for 20% off your order. Sheathunderwear.com. Promo code IHEART.